once again. Another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast going live on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and live from the garage. Buns and Roses reporting in. Steph Smith, Kajora. Welcome, guys. Oh, it's great to be back. Oh. I got to admit, guys, I've missed going live and talking shit. And what other topics should we touch upon than going back to school, man? Do you guys miss school? I don't miss it one bit. As a matter of fact, I used to be very anxious before I'd head out to school. You know why? I never got along with anyone on the bus. Uh, I was an extremely awkward kid. And every time I showed up, there's always some cute girl. Oh, I sound like a pedo now. I was, I was young. <laughs> there was always some cute girl that always broke my heart in school. And to this day, I still laugh at the fact that I was that kind of guy that wore my heart on my sleeve. That's the worst feeling ever as a, as a kid when you like a girl for no reason. Like I look back at all the crushes I had when I was a young child and I think to myself, what was it about her? <laughs> That's probably why I still have some uh, unresolved relationship issues in my current life. I think it's because as a, as a kid, I, I never got the crush. As a matter of fact, did I ever get the crush? No, I don't think I did. I never got the crush. Holy shit. We just uncovered something pretty big, everybody. What's up, Jake? Uh, shout out to Jake over from Pilos. Deviant Triple Six, one of my favorite memers. Uh, Manny always is girls uh, in girls' panties. Yeah, dude. I mean, Jake, you're, you're, you're calling the kettle black here, okay? <laughs> you, you're one of the biggest promoters in Miami, and you're saying that I'm always in panties? I, you've got a lot of nerve, my friend. <laughs> Oh man, you got like four documentaries and there's nothing but asses all over the place while you're while you're talking. Like I can't take your interviews seriously when there's two butt cheeks. Uh I'm sorry, a pair of butt cheeks on your left and your right. Like somebody would ask you a serious question. So what's it like being an entrepreneur in the nightlife? And then you just got to give one a slap before you answer like like if you're fucking buzzing in on a game show. <laughs> Shout out to Jake Infamous, guys. Uh, G1010, welcome to the chat. We're here talking about uh, nightlife people and going back to school. Uh, Deviant says, you got to go back and fuck them. It's the only way to make it right. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is a great topic, guys. This is, what, a, what a way to start the show. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. How did you guys manage your childhood crushes? Did you get the crush? Did you manage to get the crush? What is on the shirt? Oh, it's called The Fool. It's an old tarot card. Uh, what's up, Imagine? Yeah, how did you guys manage on, uh, on, on getting your crush? Imagine the comedian center request. Give me a second, Imagine. Let me get into the topic here. If you're, if you're on, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the invite for the live on the second half. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll admit, in my high school, there was a crush that I had, and uh, I did ask her out. I saw her at the, at the reunion. Did you guys go to your high school reunion? I did. And let me tell you, it was the exact same thing as going to high school all over again. How old was I when that happened? Let's see. 2003, I was 18. 10 years later, I was 28. Holy shit. So this was six, two. This was eight years ago. Oh, man, the 20-year reunion is coming up. You know what that means? If your 20-year reunion or your 10 or your 30-year reunion is coming up, you better start making plans on, on clapping some crushed cheeks, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the best, like Deviant says, that's the best revenge. If you, if you go back, uh, I'm sorry, if you see your crush again and you're living better, 
your your chances have doubled, if not tripled, to clap those cheeks. So uh, make sure you make your plans. All right, lose a couple pounds. Uh, you know, get a nice get a nice watch, nice haircut, get yourself a nice T-shirt. Go over there to your reunion and just start macking it. You're not going to see her again for another or him. You're not going to see him again for another 10 years. You're fine. Go in there. Just fuck everybody. Hey, yo, Manny, what's up? How's it? Yeah, shut the fuck up, man. I'm here to talk to Samantha. Yo, what up, Samantha? You looking real nice, nice and thick. You pregnant. Oh, no, this ain't going to work out. Sorry, baby girl. I'm out. <laughs> you pregnant again. Oh, my God. <laughs> From the same baby daddy. What happened? <laughs> Yo, aren't all your high school crushes pregnant? Isn't that crazy? You know? Uh, you're up on your way of becoming a stepdad. Yeah, well just yeah, don't fuck your chances up. That's totally true. What's up, Dano? Uh, Jay Lopez, what's up? Uh, Gringo, Gring Danielle, what's up? Uh, you got to go back and fuck. Yeah. So, all right, let, let me get back to the story. I don't want to get too sidetracked. Uh, so I, I actually, after my 10 year reunion, I actually slid in the DMS of one of my high school crushes and I asked her out and surely enough, you know, I'm kind of like doing things right. I'm making people laugh. She said, yeah. And I was like, okay, but she didn't give me a date. So that was kind of weird. Like she was like, yeah, I'll go out with you, but, uh, this isn't going to be anything serious. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like when, a, I like when a girl gives you stipulations when you ask her out, you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, you want, hey, you want to hang out sometime? Yes. But before we meet, I got to let you know, this is not going to lead to anything. I'm not looking for anything serious. I've got a whole family ahead of me. All right. Uh, they, they might as well tell you how many kids they want with you after that. Right. If you're the right one, I want three more kids. And I want a house in Kendall. Damn, girl. I'm just trying to take you out to, to Flanagan's. <laughs> I'm just trying to take you to Flanagan's, girls, during the lunch special or something. You know what I mean? $5.99. We get some beers and shit. So I hung out with her. Oh, we went all out, guys. We went to uh, uh, we went to eat at some fancy place in Miami Beach. Uh, we went to the Yardbird. Then we went to uh, the beach. Then we drank. We day drank. It, it was great. And what, what, what I like doing, in case you guys don't know, this is some real game right here. On the first date, go to the beach. Go to the beach. Take your shirt off. She gets in a bikini. That's some proper game right there. I mean, maybe Jake Infamous will tell you something different. Jake Infamous will be like, I just buy him free bottles. I just take him to the VIP, get him a bucket of bottles. Next thing you know, I'm fucking her and her friend in a hotel that the club paid for. <laughs> that's, what sucks about it. that's what sucks about living as a comedian, man. You're like at the bottom of the rung of fucking entertainment. And then someone like Jake Infamous shows up and just takes your girl all connected and shit showing up in documentaries like god damn it man i work so hard and then jake just shows up and takes it uh yeah so what you do is you take him to the beach and then when you're at the beach you then start uh kind of like uh you know finagling your way into in the in the water and there's something about the water that you gotta like i don't know people just make out in the water right you're there splashing about and you're like hey you know we're half naked we're in the ocean right now and then you just start, you know, doing some cuddling in the ocean. Next thing you know. Now, did that happen with my crush? No. Although she wasn't much of a crush at the time. I actually felt like I leveled up a little bit. You know, she's got to win me over too, which is a great position to be in, by the way. If your school crush 
if you've developed yourself and you, and you try to mack it to your school crush, she's got to kind of win you over because she didn't get you when you were a nobody, right? When you were out there in the, in the, in the, the lockers, in the hallway, all nerded out. She didn't want you then. Now you're all, you know, you're fit. Your beard is growing in nicely, right? You got a nice little five o'clock shadow like myself. And then she's got to win you over. That's a great position to be in, man. So, but here's why it didn't work out. Uh, she started playing hard to get. And I, I kind of don't chase. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies. I don't chase. All right. I don't, I never chased for the school bus. I never chased. Uh, well, maybe in school I was, but I never chased any girl that gave me a hard time. Like once a girl starts playing games, it's like, oh, not you too. Oh, no. <laughs> I get so turned off when a girl wants me to chase her. It's like, oh, come on, baby. We're 30 plus years old. No, but how do I know it's real? <laughs> Oh, what's up, Curse and Blessings? What's up, uh, Suge? What's up, Jess? Young. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so how is your, uh, you guys have kids? Are you guys taking them to school? I like the meme I did, man. I, I saw that meme in a vision. Uh, I dreamt it. I woke up, and I, I knew that in the, in the daytime, I was going to see nothing but fucking kids in, in my timeline, right? There's nothing worse than you wanting to see your morning memes and everybody's posting their kids going to school. They'd be like, look, don't you know that you're sending your school, I mean, you're sending your kid to a, a, a detention center? You guys are proud of that shit? Waiting in line with trays? What's the difference between a jail cafeteria and a school cafeteria? It's the same shit. Yeah, you got to. Take them out of school, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't, I don't advocate anything I'm saying, guys. This is just comedy. But look, I spent, I, I went to public school, all right? I've never been a private school. I've never been tutored. I've never been homeschooled. I've never, I've never gotten like a high-end scholarship. I got in debt paying school. I got tuition from my job to go to college. And let me tell you guys something, man. School sucks. And not just in a sense of like, as a kid, I don't want to go to school. I'm talking about it just sucks, man. Do you know how much I learned from the, the like textbooks and homework and tests, nothing. I learned nothing. <laughs> all, I, all I learned was how to get by, which is pretty much what you got to do at a job. You just got to get by. All right, you guys got to get at least a C minus in order to pass this test. It's the same thing as if saying, you guys got to at least sell three loans by the end of the quarter. We're like, all right, fuck. I got I to I do good. I got to cheat. I got <laughs> I got a month left to sell two more loans. I got I to gotta get Nana. To, to apply for a loan and then tell her in her face that she got declined. <laughs> hey, at least I tried. All right. A D plus is like a C minus if you think about it. Oh, what's up, Edith? Yeah, man, school sucked. All right. I'll, I'll tell you guys another thing. So I, I, got, I graduated with uh, an associate's degree from Miami Dade, right? I got, I got an associate's in psychology. Cause I wanted to understand myself and I wanted to understand people in general. And I got an AA degree and people still confuse me to this day. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, fuck psychology. I'm going to get into marketing, 
right? Marketing is good. Marketing helps you grow a business. Marketing helps you understand. And it also has a little bit of psychology in it. Like, all right, all right, we'll get into marketing. Now I got a, I, I started working towards getting a bachelor's degree in marketing. And the bank I was working in was paying like half tuition or something like that. So I had to put some salary into it plus the tuition. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Time out. It's time to celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Edith Dina. Thank you so much for the badge. All right. Thank you so much, Edith. We just made uh, some money back from that tuition that I had to pay back in the day. Thank you for that. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So anyways, I got my bachelor's in marketing. And then when I graduated, I I felt like cattle. And they were just like, all right, everybody, let's get dressed up, get in line and go up there, get your diploma and get the fuck out of here. We got your money. Get out. We don't want to see you again. You're not invited to our extracurricular activities. All the clubs you joined are now out. If we see you in our hallways and your membership card of the school is expired, we're going to get security on your ass. We're like, God damn, I spent $40,000 here. Get the fuck out. Right, you can't go back to your, your college after you graduate. It's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You stalking some of our students? No, I'm an alumni. Get the fuck out of here. We got your money. We don't need any, anything else from you. Get out. Uh, uh, psych doctorate's here and still trying to figure it out. Exactly. Uh, I always say I would have done marketing if I could go back. Well, here's the beauty, Jess. Don't worry about it. You don't got to go back to college to learn something. All right, take it from a nerd living in a garage full of books. Not to brag. I love to read. And if you make like a habit of like getting some books and actually reading it or maybe going online and taking some e-courses about a particular topic, you're going to learn more cutting edge stuff from people that have actually done it rather than some guy in some classroom with glasses on that wrote a whole textbook that's, you know, 500 more pages than you need. Because that's what they do. That's how they come off smart. That's how, they, you know, college professors write the textbooks. They come off smart, but they really, all right, well, if you're such a good marketer, what the fuck are you doing teaching marketing? (laughs) Why don't you go out there and start some shit, right? Are you an influencer? (laughs) All right, so anyways, I digress, guys, sorry. I'm getting really in my, my feelings right now, thinking about all the time and money that was spent and all the stress and all the fucking stress I went through to graduate. And it wasn't even worth it. I swear to God, graduation felt like we all were role-playing. Like we all looked like we were from Hogwarts dressed up like Harry Potters. Right. And then we go up on the stage and they give you the scroll. Like, it looks like you could read a magic spell off of it on how to cast like a spell of unemployment on yourself. I am now from student. Hold on. I got it. From student to unemployed. (laughs) Oh, we're having fun today, guys. This one's fun. Uh, School taught me calculus and chemistry. Still don't know about taxes work, though. Exactly. Exactly. Every time I file my taxes, I feel like the the IRS is going to send that team where they're all dressed like SWATs, (laughs) busting through my garage. Yeah, man, totally. I don't. I gotta hire people to do my taxes 
Because I, I don't know what the fuck, that, I don't know how that works. How the fuck does the IRS know? Show me that. How about you teach me that? How does, it, how does the IRS know how much I owe? How do they know that? You know what I mean? So I'm not going to mess with that. I got to hire somebody. But you know one thing, curse and blessings, that does feel good about not knowing about your taxes is because if there's an error, you just point at your account and be like, that's that bitch right there. I didn't do that. <laughs> so that's one thing that does protect us, curse and blessings. You know, there's something wrong. Something looks a little off in your numbers. Right? I'd be like, I didn't file that shit. I don't understand taxes. That's that bitch. I paid her $200 to file my business taxes. All right. And now she, and now I paid her $200 to take the blame for me too. You're going to jail. $200 to take the blame. That's funny. Uh, Jess says, crazy. I spoke publishers, writers today. They said dollar is in selling to school. But yeah, I digress. Uh, spell of unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, look, take your kids out of school. Uh, here's, here's what I would do. If I was ever a parent, which I'm not going to be, I hope, uh, I would recommend you got to find out what your kid is good at. Okay, you got to find out what your kid is good at. And then you then got to double down in making sure that that kid learns the skills of what he enjoys. So I'll give you an example. If your kid likes uh, numbers, right? If you give him the whole Johnny has two apples, you take away one. How much is the other? He's like, one. They're like, this kid's a fucking, this kid's a mathematician. Holy shit. We got to get this kid into calculus ASAP. That's what I would do. I would, I, I would try to figure out what my kid is really good at naturally double down on showing him that. But of course, you then got to teach him how to write, how to read, how to spell, right? And I don't got the patience for that shit. So, you know, you hire a tutor, right? Hey, uh, I need you to teach my kid how to read, write, and spell ASAP so that I can teach him the real skills of life. Like, um, I don't know, like how to do comedy. Like how to say funny things to get into some pants when he's an older gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Real, tangible skills. I think I said this before on a podcast. I think one of the biggest skills that you can teach your kid at an early age is how to roast people. Yeah, if your kid is really good at TikTok, you're all set exactly. <laughs> you teach him the skills on how to, do, how to do killer social media, your kid will be killing it. Yeah, calculus, fuck calculus. He, my kid is six years old. He's got two million followers on TikTok. Killing it, right? I think I've said this before. One of the biggest skills that you can teach your child is how to roast people, how to insult them playfully. Because your, 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 kid's, your kid's most likely going to be bullied, right? Someone's going to fuck with him, right? And a lot of kids are very hurt whenever they get targeted for bullying, Whenever they get some sort of negativity from another kid, it hurts the child psychologically. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you teach the kid how to roast and insult people in return, like to like clap back, he's gonna be he's gonna avoid years of low self-esteem. But then again, you know, the funny comes from low self-esteem. But that's another conversation. I digress. All right. Teach your kid how to roast, how to insult other kids. So if he ever gets bullied, it's like, hey, give me your lunch money. Your kid will be like, yo, you need a dollar fifty? Do you need help? Can somebody can, can somebody start a charity for this kid? This kid is in need of a dollar fifty. He's trying to get my dollar. Here we go. 
Here, I'll give it to you. That's my act of charity. All right. Should we call child protection services while we're at it? Huh? <laughs> if you need a dollar fifty that bad, I'm sorry. And then next thing you know, your kid is fucking insulting the bully. And then the bully then starts thinking about life. And then, you know, maybe the bully will stop bullying off one roast session. Be like, damn, man, he fucking got me. I got to stop taking kids' lunch monies, man. What the fuck is wrong with me? It's only $1.50. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is self-taught skill. What's up, Orlando? Yeah, man, you got to teach your skills tangible, useful, real-world things. You know what I'm saying? Find out what your kid is good at. And then teach them some stuff from that. But you also got to give them the flexibility to kind of like, you know, maneuver away from it if he, change, he or she changes their mind later on, right? Which is normal. People change their mind as they grow. But at least they know how to learn, right? It's simple. You immerse yourself in what it is you want to be good at. And then next thing you know, you're doing it. That's, that's it. All right. Before we get to the second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, let's do the reads. Okay. My sponsor and friend. Ellie Venus is a health insurance agent and a subject matter expert in the world of health insurance. So use him as a resource. If you have questions, he has answers. The people he helps the most are those who do not have health insurance because they believe it to be unaffordable. And those who do have health insurance and are complaining about how much it costs. He can help anyone anywhere with anything regarding their health insurance. So call him today, 305-335-3944. E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com is his email. Reach out to him. He helped me. I'm, I'm, I'm self-assured that no matter what happens, I'm covered. You know how good my health insurance is because of LU? I went to go get a checkup and they sent me a check. <laughs> when I got a check for like $119, I'm like, oh shit. I'm going to go on vacation. Thank you, LU. Appreciate it. All right. Jumping back in. What's up, Dabo? Uh, all right. So what are some of the life skills that you can teach a kid? Social media. Fuck it. I teach my kid that. Right? Dominate the popularity game one meme at a time. You imagine a kid writing memes about school lunch, about the local bully. Can you imagine your kid roasting somebody through memes on, in, on their Instagram? Your kid just walks in. Everybody starts clapping. Yo, you fucking got Sarah, man. That meme this morning was amazing. He's just there walking in with his Ninja Turtle shirt on. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm a funny guy. My dad taught me how to write memes and talk shit. Uh, hell, he could, he could probably even like bring that up as a show and tell, right? Isn't that, wouldn't that be awesome? All right, all right, kids, let's do a show and tell. Uh, what would I call my kid? Jaden? <laughs> Jaden Garavito, come on up. You are going to show us the skills of Talking shit. Yeah, my daddy said uh, if you get in front of a microphone and you just let it go, some funny shit comes out every once in a while. <laughs> the trick is you got you to gotta be honest. Like, I hate this class, but I still got to come here because, you know, I got a crush on Sarah. And, you know, she, she, keeps, uh, <laughs> she keeps leaving me on red. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, Sarah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk shit. I got to let the people know that you're breaking my heart, leaving me on red. I'm only six years old. Why are you hurting kids like that? What does that say about you as an adult, Sarah? All right, grow up, respond. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, uh, podcasting with Jaden Garavito. Thank you for that. 
And then you walk, <laughs> Jane walks down the alley like, yo, I'm fucking serious, Sarah. You better respond, man. Quit playing. All right. Peace. <laughs> Sorry. I, I kind of went on a tangent with that one. <laughs> What's up, Vic? AQP.Z. I'm excited, man. I'm excited because I'm back from New York. I, I'm just happy. You know, when you just... You, Picture this, guys. Being happy for no reason is, a, is an amazing. That's actually a great skill you can teach your kids. How to be happy for no reason, because that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm happy because I'm back from New York, and I'm going back to doing live stand-up comedy, starting with tonight. Oh, look at that segue. <sighs> great segue. Uh, I'm going to be over at the Red Bar tonight, along with some friends. It's the last night Rudy Wilson is hosting. In case you guys don't know who Rudy Wilson is, he was my co-comedian uh, in the show, well, in the series, Respect the light on Amazon Prime. One of the funniest guys. He lives in Jacksonville now because he sold out. Uh, he lives in Jacksonville now, but he's in Miami currently. And he's, he's been hosting our shows for the last couple of weeks. And tonight is his last uh, show doing the Red Bar. So if you guys really want to see a very exclusive comedy show, I highly recommend you check out uh, the Red Bar. Not only to see Rudy, but also the new host we got. His name is uh, Kevin Benoit. Hilarious. All the way from Coral Springs. This guy drives down performs, gets in front of an audience in Miami and just shows us how much skill Broward has. Okay. So if you're ever in need of a laugh, you got, especially on a Monday, cause I know how some people get on a Monday. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Monday. Fuck. You go to the red bar, you completely forget about it. Then tomorrow, sweet Caroline back there again. Comedian JJ is back. Oh, this, see, this is what's great. This is what's great about what's, what's happening in our comedy scene, guys. So comedian JJ is another heavy hitter comedian here in the city of Miami, uh, an up and comer, right? A rookie, yet a pro at the same time. This guy is the balance of it all. He riffs, he talks shit, very funny. And he used to host our Tuesday nights. Now he's back hosting it again. So if you guys want to see JJ, Sweet Caroline, he's hosting. Wednesdays, we have two shows now. One in Focal Brewery, which is in Little River. If you guys want craft beers and pizza, that's the go-to place. So if you're more up north, if you're in the northern side of Miami, go to Focal. If you're on the southern side of Miami, we got a new show at Casa Tiki, which is in Calle Ocho. Oh, my God, finally. You know how bad I've been wanting to do this show? Jesus. Calle Ocho really is one of the gems of, uh, of Miami, right? Just walk around. There's uh, music. There's delicious food. You know, if you go at a certain time at night, some of the best street walkers in Miami go there. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, sometimes when you drive down Calle Ocho in the middle of the night, you know, let's say you're in Brickle drinking and then it's like one, two in the morning and then you're driving back, of course, responsibly after waiting an hour and you're driving back. You just drive down Calle Ocho and you just see these street walkers just walking around with these heels on. I'm like, wow. She's not making it obvious. Am I right? Uh? <laughs> Fur coats and shit. Right? Have you guys noticed that the street walkers in Cayocho, they really dress to the nines, man. Uh, they got, they're so bold, too. They got the best. They got big ass purses and shit. In a, so anyway, they look like they're from Great Gatsby. You know how the people used to dress in the movie Great Gatsby? They look like they look dressed like that with a fucking fur in 85 degree weather. Anyways, uh, so in Cayocho. There's a place called Casa Tiki, which is kind of like this Hawaiian uh, tiki joint. And it's, it's got a stage, which is pretty exciting. It's got like a legit performance stage with a seating area. Like, I don't even know how they managed to get like one of the best stages in Calle Ocho. You know how awesome that is to have like a little 
I wouldn't say little, but it's like a full-fledged stage with an audio system. It's like, yo, what the fuck, man? I haven't seen a stage in Miami since 2003 when they used to have rock concerts here, right? Like when was the last time you seen a, an actual stage? Not one, not a pop-up one, not one that we, you know, we put crates together. It's an actual like wooden stage with steps on it. And uh, anyways, that's Wednesday nights, Casa Tiki. This went starting this Wednesday. All right, so again, two shows Wednesdays, one up north in Focal, one down south in, in Tiki. Uh, Thursday, we're in Doral, which is the uh, Tripping Animals. We got a, a new little location that we're going to try it out in. So if you guys want craft beers and you're in the Doral area and you're looking for something to do before Friday, Thursday night, Tripping Animals. All right, they got delicious barbecue too. Last but not least, our Sunday night show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this one, this one right here. I've been waiting since COVID. All right, I'm going to tell you the backstory, and then I got to go. Uh, in 2019, we got word that a brand new bar is being opened by the people of Red Bar and Sweet Caroline. Now, in case you guys don't know who they are, they are uh, some of the best bar operators in Miami because not only are they well-run and operated, but they're also very cool-themed uh, bars. Like Red Bar is a cool theme. Sweet Caroline Karaoke Bar is a cool theme. Like very original like this is what Miami is lacking kind of thing. And so I got word that they're opening up this thing called uh, this bar called uh, Tipsy Flamingo Cocktail Bar. And I'm like, yo, we're going to get a Sunday night show. This is awesome. Right. So a year later, you know, they're, they're getting the location set up. They're getting the paperwork they're put, getting everything ready. And then COVID hits. And then that's put on pause for like a whole last year. And then when 2021 comes around, I'm there rubbing my hands like, so when's that tipsy flamingo opening? And they're just like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, damn, man, I really want one of your bars to feature our Sunday night show. And finally, after months, no, not even after years of waiting, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday, we are at tipsy flamingo. I think we're the first event because their friends and family event is in September but I think they're opening our doors specifically for the show. So, you know, we're going to kill it, right? We're going to crush it. So tipsy flamingo, which is appropriate because our logo is a flamingo. You know what I'm saying? Tipsy flamingo cocktail bar, downtown Miami, this Sunday, eight o'clock. It's a small venue. Intimate. Nonetheless, you got to check it out. All right. That's it. Thank you. I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Miami comedy podcast. If you enjoyed this, go to MiamiComedy.com slash podcast. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Have a great night. Bye y'all.